Welcome to the Self-Taught Artist Podcast, the show that celebrates the journey of self-taught artists and our shared love of art and creativity. I'm your host, Lauren Christine, and in today's episode, we'll explore the various avenues for selling artwork and discuss their pros and cons. Whether you are an emerging artist or a seasoned creator, I hope this episode will provide valuable insights to help you navigate the world of where to sell your art. This summer, we are doing a deep dive into different aspects of selling artwork. I am updating some of the things that I've shared on previous episodes and just revisiting these great topics. I know they've been on a lot of people's minds because I get a lot of questions about them. So let's get started with today's episode. The first thing we're going to do is the review of the week. This one comes to us from Silver Birch 5. Title is Inspired. Thank you for inspiring me to make some art. I have been wanting to and listening to you has sparked a little in me to get started. Oh, this warms my heart. Thank you so much for taking the time to review the podcast. And it makes me smile to know that you are getting started making art because of this podcast. That's what it all is about. And that's why I love making this podcast. So to everybody out there listening, if you can subscribe to the podcast, hit the follow button, hit the plus on Apple Podcasts, give me a five-star rating, leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. These are all things that really help the show and encourage me to keep creating more episodes for you. All right, moving on to our topic of the day answering the big question. If you want to sell your art, where should you sell your art? There are a lot of different venues where you can sell your artwork. The question is, which one is right for you and is right for you right now at the point where you are on your artistic journey? The biggest factor in pointing you to the right answer here will be whether or not you already have a following or if you can drive traffic to your art, whether that's online or in person. Most artists get a following and find their audience through sharing their art on social media or through sharing their art with friends and family first, and then using word of mouth and other marketing to expand that circle. So if you have dreams of selling your artwork, investing time in growing your social media presence is one of the most common ways of building an audience. This can be done over time through sharing your process, giving behind the scenes looks into your art. And I'd also recommend using the social media platforms to their fullest capabilities if you want to grow the fastest. So that would mean things like creating reels and videos, 
learning how to use trending audio and spot when you might be able to use a trend and piggyback on top of that. And then the benefit of when you hop on a trend or trending audio or create reels is that it then lets the algorithm do its thing and lift and elevate your videos to new audiences and help you get discovered. Essentially, if you want to grow faster on social media, you should be doing all of the different things that it lets you do. So for example, on Instagram, that would mean making posts to your feed, making stories, showing your art, showing your process, and making videos and reels as well. Now, I know building an audience takes a lot of time and it's very discouraging at the beginning when you first get started because it moves so slowly. And look, your first thousand followers is the absolute hardest to get. That is so difficult, but if you keep at it and keep going, you'll chip away at it. I have some podcast episodes about social media growth. So go check out the back catalog of episodes and there's a wealth of information in the podcast all about this topic. Now, I do wanna stay on topic for today and that is about where you can sell your art. So if you have an audience and you have traffic that you're driving yourself, you can sell right there on social media. And social media platforms like Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok have become very powerful tools for self-promotion and selling art. Social media allows for direct interaction, talking with potential buyers one-on-one. -on -one. It allows you to build a community around your art, and it can be a great way to gain exposure and those are all great things, but there are some downsides to social media, as we all know. And the big thing is that it requires consistent effort to maintain an engaging presence and drive sales. It takes a lot of time. And I mean, honestly, the time that it takes to put into social media, that's why I have not been as active on Instagram in the past year. I just haven't had the time to devote to it due to you know, work and other things taking a lot of my time. So I know firsthand how much effort it takes to grow on social media. It's a lot of time. And another downside to social media is that the transactional logistics have to be worked out outside of the platform. So if someone sees a post that you make and says they want to buy that, well, it's on you, the artist, to be ready with the logistics. So you need to know how to take payment. You need to know how you're gonna ship the artwork once the sale is made. And I, I mean, I think it's just fine. It's a worthwhile trade because the nice thing also on social media is that there are no additional fees. If you have an e-commerce website, if you're selling on Etsy, those platforms take a big cut of the sale. And if you're on social media, if you can do it yourself, you get to keep the biggest portion. So that would mean you need to be ready and you need to research, for example, how you could use PayPal to send someone an invoice. 
And by the way, that's what I recommend. If you're selling off social media, send a PayPal invoice. It's safe, it's secure, and it's universally accepted. Now, you do need to be careful when selling on social media not to get roped into any scams. Scammers are out there and you have to be careful. So make sure that you're not giving your password to anybody, not being tricked into anything. There are a lot of tricks that they will play. And I actually have an entire episode on scammers on social media and how they approach you. And that is actually episode number 45. It's titled Beware Art Scams. And that's the story of how I was targeted for a very common art scam. And I talk about some of the most common art scams. Highly recommend you go back and listen to episode number 45 if you haven't already. And honestly, it can be a good one just to refresh yourself on because these scams are prevalent because they work. People fall for them every single day. All right, back to our topic though, getting back on topic, how to sell on social media. It does not have to be complicated. Selling art on social media can be as simple as posting a photo of your art, listing the size of the art and putting a price on it. That is it. And I would recommend if you're looking to sell your art, anytime you post a, you know, post something to your feed, you just put the size and you put the little story about it and you put the price at the bottom. That invites people, if they're interested, to contact you. They know it's for sale because you have a price on it. People don't like inquiring and asking what the price is. And so most of the time they're not gonna actually reach out unless you put a price on it or you tell them it's for sale. So you have to make offers so that they know that it is for sale. Personally, I love the idea of a studio sale on Instagram or you know TikTok or Facebook, whatever your social media avenue of choice is. Um, one way that I love doing it is to offer some artwork to your followers for a limited time. I love the limited time because it time boxes it. It adds a little time pressure, a little bit of scarcity, which is those are all business marketing terms that help help with the sale. Um, and this can be done as simply as simply posting a few pieces to your story or to your feed with a price and you tell them I'm doing a sale for the next 24 hours. Here's a special price. And if you get interest, great. You can send them a PayPal invoice and you're on your way. If you don't get any interest, guess what? Well, your Instagram story will disappear after 24 hours or your Facebook story disappears after 24 hours and you can delete any other posts and you just move on with your life. It's very low risk, but it's one way to dip your toe into selling and dip your toe into those waters and see what happens. I would encourage you ahead of time to really hype it up on social media. You know, in the days prior, tell people you're going to be doing the studio sale, explain why you're doing it, what you're going to have, you know, get some build up, some excitement going, and then list your art and see what happens. Selling art does not have to be complicated, okay? You do not need a fancy website. I promise you, you really don't. 
You can just sell through social media. And I see artists do this all the time, every single day. Now, if you do have an audience and you are driving lots of traffic yourself, you have a bit of a following, you have a community perhaps you've built up over time, and you reach a point where you want a website, great. Go set up your own website. And, you know, level one of websites is just letting it be a display of what's available and have it show photos and show what's there. You can put price tags. Um, but it does not have to have any fancy e-commerce features to start out with. If you want, it can just have the photo, have the price, and then a little button to send you a message if they want to purchase. Later, as you have more dependable sales, more consistent sales, you can add e-commerce features. If you want to set up an e-commerce website, I recommend Big Cartel or Wix. Those are two awesome options if you are looking for e-commerce features and creating your own website. These are website builders that can grow with you. They can be as simple or as complicated as you'd like. And I'll also note Big Cartel lets you do five products for free and to try it out. So it's very simple, no risk there to try it out. Do not overcomplicate it to start out. That is my biggest advice here. Most of your focus as an emerging artist should be on your art and getting better at being an artist and making art and investing in your art skills. You should not be spending tons of time and money investing in these behind the scenes logistics. So if it's complicated, if you've dived into the deep end and it feels really difficult, well, you're probably doing too much. And I would tell you, keep it simple. Keep it really simple. If you are a more seasoned and experienced art seller, building your own website does give you complete control over your brand and the way that you present your artwork. It allows you to curate your portfolio, to share your artistic journey, and to sell directly to your audience. That means if you're getting lots of hits on Instagram, you have lots and lots of followers who are begging to buy your work, you can direct them to your website and, you know, again, keep that bigger cut of the sale. A personal website provides a professional image and just the ultimate in terms of customization so that it can reflect your unique style. However, don't forget, building and maintaining a website can be very time consuming. It may require technical skills and driving traffic to your website also requires very effective marketing strategies. It's not just about having a website. The real question is, will you be able to drive eyeballs and drive people to your website? If you don't know how you're going to do that yet, it's probably too soon for you to have a website. Never fear though, if you do not yet have an audience, online marketplaces like Etsy might be the perfect place for you to sell your art. Online marketplaces have revolutionized the way artists sell their work, offering a global reach and the opportunity to connect directly with potential buyers. 
Marketplaces like Etsy provide this platform for artists to showcase and sell their artwork. And the biggest advantage of these platforms is that they have a large existing customer base. Their customers go to Etsy.com because they are looking to buy art or buy a handmade, handcrafted good. In other words, Etsy brings the traffic, it brings the eyeballs, it brings the buyers to you. However, increased competition and fees can sometimes make it challenging to stand out and achieve consistent sales on Etsy. So you really have to you know, invest a significant amount of time into optimizing your listings and doing things like market research to make sure that you're making art that people are looking for and maximize the chances that you will find buyers. I can't recommend enough that you go check out episode number 18 for more information on what's called Etsy search engine optimization. And that will talk all about how to optimize your listings. I also have a link for 40 free listings on Etsy if you sign up through my link. So I will put that in the show notes. That will let you try Etsy, you know, cost free. It's, it'll be totally free and you can try it out and click around and see what Etsy is like. Now Etsy does take a proportion of your sales, but if they are bringing the buyer to you, it's totally worth it. The other thing that Etsy does is it makes it so easy to get discounted shipping labels and ship your art. It is an all-in-one, one-stop shop, and I've personally had really great experiences selling on Etsy. The hardest thing is just getting your Etsy listings optimized so that people can find them. All right, moving right along, a question that I've gotten recently is asking about art galleries. I think a lot of us have this thought that art galleries is the pinnacle of selling art. And I think we have a lot of questions as self-taught artists about how people get into galleries, how that works. And yeah, it's, it's just something that I think there's a lot of interest around because we as self-taught artists don't know as much about it. So I'm going to shine a light on some of that today. Now, traditional art galleries and exhibitions provide artists with opportunities to showcase their work in physical spaces in real life, to connect with art enthusiasts, and potentially secure sales or commissions. Galleries often have established networks and a lot of times will handle promotional efforts for you. These are all the pros of working with a gallery. There's also the emergence of what I call online art galleries or online art curators who select emerging artists to feature and sell to their audiences that are online. Now, getting accepted into a gallery or securing exhibition space can be highly competitive and challenging for emerging artists. 
Additionally, galleries usually charge very large commissions on sales and physical exhibitions involve a lot of logistical considerations as well. Now, the biggest downside of selling with art galleries is the massive commission that they are going to take. So of every piece you sell at a gallery, they typically take 50 or even 60%. Just off the table, the gallery takes all of that. That is a huge downside of working with art galleries. And frankly, art galleries are probably not going to be a great fit for the majority of the artists that I talk to. It is just a whole different world with a lot of different considerations. And when you have a gallery taking 50 or 60%, that means your prices have to go way up across the board, which means that you will be marketing to a very elite group of people and it is just a whole different ballgame. I don't think I would ever pursue an art gallery and I'm okay with that. And I would also tell you to be okay with that because whew, 50 to 60%, that's, that's a lot, that's a lot. That just doesn't work for my art. It doesn't work for how I want to be as an artist. And also, I mean, just being completely honest, like my skill level is probably not at the point where an art gallery would be on the table for me. You know, obviously never say never, you keep practicing, you keep going, anything is possible. But I don't think even if I got to a really amazing place with my art skills, I think I would much prefer to build the audience and build the traffic myself so that I could maintain control and maintain pricing decisions on my own and not have to give up such a big cut to the gallery. All right, let's see. Um, all right, next is print on demand services. And this is an option that has really emerged in a big way in the last five years. Print on demand services offer artists the chance to sell their artwork as prints, apparel, home decor, and more without the need for upfront inventory or production costs. These are websites like Society6, Redbubble, or Printful, and these allow artists to upload their designs. And these um, websites, these companies, actually handle all of the printing, shipping, and customer service. And some of them, like I know Society6 and Redbubble, actually has some discovery as well. So they have a small bit of traffic of people who go to those sites looking for art, and you might be discovered by different buyers on there. Um, but this avenue offers a pretty low barrier to entry. You just have to kind of figure out the tech piece where you have to upload your images in certain ways, but they have guides and videos to help you figure that out. Um, but the big downside is that artists typically earn a much smaller profit margin per item sold compared to any other selling method that I've talked about um, so far. 
And the nice thing is that, yeah, you can diversify your product offerings. You can show what your art would look like on all different kinds of products or apparel. Um, but it comes at a price and the price is pretty tiny profit margins. So I have not done this myself due to that profit margin thing that I mentioned, but that does not mean that it is not the right path for some people. Um, especially if you like surface pattern design, then some of these online print on demand marketplaces may be great for you. And it also could be great if you sell and sell at, um, say, art fairs and you actually want to have a wide variety of products. You could get some of these printed yourself and actually hold some inventory cost and offer that um, as just one way to diversify your offerings. So check it out if you think that your art could be successful on products. Moving right along. I don't want us to forget about other in-person avenues to sell your artwork or local opportunities to sell your artwork. In-person art markets and craft fairs offer artists the opportunity to showcase your work directly to a live audience. These events provide a unique experience. I love going to craft fairs and art markets. And this is the experience where artists can engage with potential buyers. You can receive immediate feedback and establish personal connections with the people buying your art. The face-to-face -face interaction also allows you to tell the stories behind your creations, which can enhance the value and appeal of your artwork sometimes. Um, it also lets you get feedback right there on the spot and that can be really valuable. However, there are definitely some challenges when it comes to art markets and craft fairs. Most notably, they often require upfront costs for booth fees, display materials, and transportation. Not to mention the success of sales is highly dependent on factors that are frankly outside of your control um, such as the event's location, the foot traffic that it receives, the preferences of the target audience, and even the weather on the day of. Um, so participating in these events can be very time consuming and physically demanding for artists, but th there's just an element of risk. I have a friend and she sells at a lot of art markets and weather is one of her biggest frustrations because if it's cold, if it's dreary, if it's rainy, the number of people that are going to wake up that morning and say, yeah, let's go to an art market today because a lot of them are outdoors. Well, that number of people is going to be really small and the people hosting the art market, they don't care because whether or not it's rain or shine, you have to pay your booth fee. So, this can be a tricky way to go, um, but for some people it works really well. And so it depends on you, your art, the price point. If you are selling it in person, craft markets or art markets, I think a huge piece of advice I would have for you is to have things at all different price points. 
I'd have prints to originals, to small things, to just a huge variety of price points and items so that I could have the greatest chance of offering something that is the right price and what the buyers are looking for. In-person selling can also mean searching out things like artist collectives or art leagues in your area that might provide more economical avenues to sell your art. I would highly encourage you to look for local resources and investigate what's available in your area. Some art collectives are a truly wonderful way to get started. Um, you also might be able to find some unique opportunities locally if you get creative. So I would encourage you to really think outside of the box here. For example, is there a locally owned shop that might let you sell something there with more favorable commission than say a gallery? Think about maybe a boutique in the area. Maybe they need some art for their walls. Um, don't forget about other potential avenues like partnering with a locally owned coffee shop or a restaurant where you could display your art there. You could put a price tag on it with a link to find you on the internet and potentially you can make some sales that way. The benefit for the business could be that they get some pretty art on the wall. I would really encourage you to spend some time getting creative and thinking about what is in your local community, um, both in terms of businesses you might be able to partner with in that way, but also looking for art collectives, art leagues, um, just anything you can do to get tapped into what things might exist in your local area. I have seen some really cool emerging art collectives or art co-ops where they let artists rent out a little bit of space for an, you know, a reduced price. And you fill up that space with your items, your art, and then there's the art of a lot of different artists all in that one space. And it's attracting local community members because they know if they go to one place, they can see a lot of different emerging artists work and it works out well for the artists themselves because they split the cost of these things and it works out usually to be more economical. So just think about that. Another creative idea in person is actually opening up your home or opening up your backyard or your front porch to friends and family and neighbors. What if you hosted an in-person collection launch party or you hosted a studio sale on your front lawn? You can make your own showcase anywhere and you can bring your friends, your family and bring the foot traffic yourself. As a self-taught artist, finding the right platform and the right place to sell your artwork is very important. But I'll also tell you that the opportunities are all over the place and sometimes you just have to get creative. But as you evaluate all the different things that I'm talking about, just keep in mind as you compare the different factors to compare like reach, ease of use, 
the fees, and in general, the overall fit for your art style. So now that we've explored these very popular avenues for selling artwork, I do want to take a minute because this has been a long episode to summarize some of the pros and cons of each approach. First, online marketplaces like Etsy, they provide a huge customer base but they do come with increased competition and fees. However, I do think it is a great place to get started selling online. It's pretty easy and it doesn't cost you anything to get started. Number two, social media platforms. Now these offer direct interaction and exposure but they require consistent effort to build and maintain a following. It takes a lot of time and investment to learn how to grow an audience on social media, but if you do, it lets you communicate one-on-one -on -one with your buyers and it provides a great avenue for very simple and easy selling. All right, number three, personal websites. Now, these websites give you complete creative control, and that can be a great thing. That's a huge plus. However, they do demand technical skills and most importantly, effective marketing strategies to drive your own traffic to the site. People have to know that your site exists and be going there and seeking it out if you want to get sales. And so if you don't have that yet, it's probably not yet time for you to invest a lot of time and money into an e-commerce personal website. And also know that these e-commerce sites cost money to get started. It's not anything crazy high, but there is cost involved. Um, if you just want to make a portfolio website, you can do that cheaper. All right, next we have art galleries. And these offer a lot of exposure, especially in-person exposure, and they have a set network of art buyers. However, they are very competitive to get in with, and the gallery takes a giant cut of every sale, typically 50 plus percent. That's a lot. Next, print on demand. These services allow for product diversification, and it also allows you to offer a lot of different products, like huge variety of products, but you don't have to take on the inventory risk and own them all. It can all just be digital mockups and you can offer them to your audience. However, the downside of print on demand is typically you have much lower profit margins. Lastly, we have in-person art markets, and those involve a lot of expenses to get set up. You have to buy a booth set up. You have to put down a lot of money for show entry fees. However, they can help you to talk directly to art buyers locally, get feedback, and talk one-on-one -on -one with these buyers in the moment in person, and build a local following. And then my little bonus that I'll add is those creative in-person options that I told you about, um, such as partnering with a local business and perhaps displaying your art there or looking for a local artist co-op 
or art collective where you could sell some art. Now, the advantages of these is that, you know, it gives you hopefully a more economical way to get in-person exposure to your art. But the downside is you have to get creative and you have to find these and drum up opportunities for yourself um, or go research what is in your local area. But that is not that, that hard, so you can go do it. All right, as a self-taught artist, it is very important as always to assess your goals, your target audience, and your personal preferences to choose the most suitable selling avenue for your work and where you are right now as an artist on your artistic journey. Remember, it is not uncommon for artists to explore multiple avenues simultaneously and for artists to evolve their strategies over time. The key here is to stay adaptable and continually evaluate what works best for you and your unique artistic journey. All right, so that's going to wrap up our episode today on the Self-Taught Artist on where to sell your artwork. I hope you found this discussion on different places to sell your artwork insightful and inspiring. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and leave me a review and a rating wherever you are listening to this podcast. You can also find me on social media and follow along at Lauren Christine Art or send me an email at laurenchristineart at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time, my friends, happy creating.